Welcome everybody to Football Talk with Friday, the number one podcast for football. Today it is Sunday, December 13th, and I'm going to be doing my uh, college football recap from uh, this past weekend's games, week 15. Team we had a lot of a lot of good games and a lot of uh blowouts, but we also had some upsets. So So yeah, let's get to it to it and then I'm going to be talking about the AP poll doesn't mean a whole lot. I'll spend like two minutes on that. And then talking about potential playoff scenarios and previewing a championship weekend. So let's get to it. The first game we're going to recap is the Alabama-Arkansas game. Alabama dominated Arkansas 52-0 or 52-3 in the first first quarter. It was pretty close. It was 10-3. to and that seems to be be the flow for a bunch of Alabama games. The first quarter seems to be close, and then falls apart pretty quickly. So, uh, Mac Jones, he was twenty four twenty nine, had two hundred eight yards. Felipe Franks, eight of ten for ninety yards, zero touchdowns. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr. had thirteen carries for fifty four yards and three three touchdowns. Najee Harris, fourteen carries for forty six yards and two touchdowns. Jason McLennan, six carries for 95 yards and a touch and a touchdown. John Mechie, the third, was the leading receiver for Alabama with five receptions for 72 yards. Arkansas fumbled the ball four times, lost the ball three times. Alabama fumbled the ball one time, lost it. Uh, Devonta Smith, three receptions for 22 yards and a touchdown. And he also had a punt return for a touchdown. Down uh, lane tackler with Jalen Moody with seven tackles, half a tackle for loss, and Brian Young with seven tackles, a tackle for loss, and half a sack. Lane tackler for Arkansas was Bumper Pool with 13 tackles. Pretty much Alabama dominated this game, and they're going to the SEC championship. Uh, they, I think last week they clinched a spot or two weeks ago. Can't remember, but Alabama. They're the number one team in the country. There's no doubt about that. And, yeah, we'll, next week they'll be playing Florida in the SEC Championship, so we'll see what, what they do there. Next game we have number nine, Georgia, traveling to Columbia, Missouri, to take on the Missouri Tigers. Georgia dominated this game 49-14. It was, a close, it was close at halftime, 21-14 Georgia, but Georgia took over in the second half. JT Daniels was 16 of 27, had 299 yards and three touchdowns. Zamir White and Dejon Edwards had a big day. Both had over 100 yards and a touchdown. Larry the third had a rough game. 14 carries for 16 yards. Did have one touchdown. Connor Bazelock had was 17 of 28 for 139 yards and threw an interception. George Pickens, big day, five receptions, 126 yards and two touchdowns. Downs. Eric Stokes had an interception for Georgia. Georgia gets a big win here. They go to eight and two in the country, or seven seven and two. My bad. They play Vanderbilt next week. Have a chance to go to eight and two, and then they have a good chance at going to a New Year's Six Bowl. <laughs> Maybe we'll we'll see. See, honestly, it might be hard to say if they can. 
Missouri, they're five and four right now. So, which I guess isn't bad. 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 They're a young team, have a brand new coach, looking to improve, but. But Georgia is just is a lot better than them right now. But Georgia still has a lot to improve on if they want to be a championship contender next year. Moving on, we have a, a big upset from this weekend. We had the LSU Tigers, who were 3-5 and five going into this game, traveling to Gainesville, Florida, take on the Gators. Both This is a rivalry game. It's played every year. And LSU... Pulled off a miracle and beat them 37 to 34. Max Johnson, big day. He was 29 of 36, had 239 yards and three touchdowns. LSU got the running game going, had 179 yards on the ground. Kyle Trask, big day, 27, 29, 47, had 474 yards and two touchdowns, but unfortunately had two interceptions, which did not help him at all. Kadarius Tony nine receptions, 182 yards, and a touchdown. Jacob Copeland, five receptions, 123 yards, and a touchdown. Lane receiver for LSU was Kashawn Boutte with five receptions for 108 yards and a touchdown. Kyle Trask also had a fumble, which did not help at all. Three turnovers total. Ventrell Miller was the lean tackler with 16 tackles, two, a sack, and a ta- two tackles for loss. Lean tackler for LSU was Demont Clark with nine tackles and a tackle for loss and a pass deflection. Chin, uh, J- Jacqueline Roy had two sacks and two tackles for loss for LSU. Eric Ricks had a pick six for LSU. And Jay Ward had an interception. LSU gets a big win here. Cade York, though he's the real MVP, in the fog, kicked a 57-yarder in the fog to win this game. Game LSU honestly should have lost this game, but a Florida player, player, I, and I'm not trying to call him out or anything. He made a, a big mistake, but Marco Wilson, he, he made a bad decision. He decided to rip off, and one of the LSU's players, uh, Cleats, threw a tw- as the ref said, threw 20 yards, got an unsportsmanlike conduct, set LSU up in field goal range pretty much, and they won the game. So that's another thing. Think you have to here's the thing until the game's over, and when I say over, I mean until the clock hits zero. Don't be doing anything, okay? Okay, so especially if you're Florida, you have a chance at the national championship. Just don't do something stupid like that. Okay. Florida, do they still have a chance at the playoffs? Hard to say. I'll talk about that uh, either on this podcast or my next one on probably Wednesday. We'll we'll see. See, uh... I'm gonna have to look at it. It's, it's, I'm gonna have to wait till I see the playoff rankings because it, it's hard to say. Personally, if and I'm not the committee, I'm gonna try to look at it from the committee's 
perspective because it's a little bit different than mine. If you if you win the SEC championship and you beat Alabama, I think, especially this year, it should be an automatic bid. Bid, but but also a two loss team. To my knowledge, has not has never made the playoffs. So we'll have to see what happens there. Moving on, we have. We have we had a big matchup in the ACC. We had number seventeen Miami or North Carolina traveling to Miami Gardens take on Miami. North Carolina pulled off a big upset, set and won the game sixty two to twenty six. North Carolina was running all over them. Had five hundred and fifty four yards rushing in this game. Sam Howell had two hundred twenty three yards, which is pretty solid but they didn't need to pass the ball 554 yards michael carter 24 carries 308 yards and two touchdowns javante williams 23 carries 236 yards and three touchdowns you you can't you're not going to win by letting up that many yards of offense on the ground miami and i was rooting for this team i know they had some close games and maybe they shouldn't be a been a top 10 team but uh, i thought they would be pretty solid and this year and if that that was a, a bad loss this this helps uh notre dame's case for the playoffs though though gives them a better win miami they'll probably still be ranked so that gives them another ranked win so so i'll, I'll talk about all that later so Derek king 18 at 30, had 239 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and was the leading rusher for Miami. Brevin Jordan, pretty good day, six receptions under 40 yards. Diami Brown, four receptions under 67 yards. Bubba Bolden had 13 tackles for Miami. Leading tackler for North Carolina was Chaz Surratt with 10 tackles and two pass deflections. Tony Grimes had an interception for North Carolina. And North Carolina goes to 8-3. and three. Big win for Mac Brown and the Tar Heels. Miami, tough loss right there. Moving on, we have, we have another game. Another uh, close game. We had the number 13, Coastal Carolina, traveling to Alabama, but not University of Alabama, Troy, Alabama, to take on the Troy Trojans. This was a really close game, and I had a feeling this would be a close game. Game Troy has been a pretty good offense all year. Defense has been struggling, but their offense came to play in this game. They were they were leading near the end of the game with like 38 seconds left, I believe, and and Coastal Carolina got the ball back. Got a quick touchdown, won the game. Grayson McCall, big day, 24-29, had 338 yards, three touchdowns, had one interception. Gunnar Watson for Troy was 25-37, had a one touchdown, one interception. Liam Rusher was C.J. Marble with 20 carries for 120 yards and two touchdowns. Grayson McCall also had a touchdown. Javon Halai had 11 rece- 
or 11 receptions for 138 yards and two touchdowns. Big day for him. Kaelin Geiger had nine receptions, 103 yards for Troy, and then Reggie Todd had eight receptions for 101 yards and a touchdown. Troy fumbled the ball three times, lost it one time. Carlton Marshall was all over the field in this game. 21 tackles. Uh, that's, That's unreal in college football. 21 tackles, one sack, two and a half tackles for loss. I haven't heard of this guy because I haven't been following too much of Troy, but if he's doing this on a week-to-week basis, he'll, he, honestly, he could be a prospect for the NFL. If you're running all over the field making tackles, they'll be, they'll be, uh, some teams won't be looking for you. So, Alex, uh, Alex, uh, Spillum, Enoch, um, McConzo and Teddy Gallagher was the lean tacklers for Coastal Carolina with seven tackles. And Alex Bellome and Bryn Matz had it had an interception. Carlton Marshall had an interception for Troy. He also got an interception. Okay. And Coastal Carolina kept their undefeated season alive, eleven and zero. Next week they play Louisiana in the Sun Belt Championship. Troy goes to five and six. Moving on, we have we had a uh, Big Ten matchup. We had the Illinois Fighting Alumni traveling to Evanston to take on the Northwestern Wildcats. Illinois just couldn't get an offense going at all in this game game Northwestern put up 28 points had a big rushing attack had 411 rushing yards in this game game and played great defense as usual Northwestern's probably had the best defense in the pack in the Big Ten but we'll but we'll find that out next week when they play Ohio State if it's true if they have the best defense they're gonna defense needs to play play the way it's been playing all season but offense they're going to need to play a lot better than they did today they had a good rushing attack attack 28 points that's a lot of points normally but they're going to need more than that to beat Ohio State in my opinion Uh, Payne Ramsey is 7 of 12, had 82 yards and a touchdown Evan Hole and Cam Porter were the leading rushers for Northwestern both had over 140 yards and three touchdowns combined. And Northwestern's going to the Big Ten Championship. Illinois goes to 2-5, and five, and they just fired Lovey Smith. Uh, so that tenure is gone, and Illinois is going to look to find a new coach to try to try to fix that program. Moving on, we have... We had the Battle of California. We had uh, the US, USC Trojans traveling to the Rose Bowl to take on UCLA. I picked UCLA in this game, so did Cedric. And they had a chance in the end, but USC, like they have been all season, had came back in the end. They, this team, I, obviously you don't want to be down. But this team knows how to handle adversity. They've been down in the game. And that, honestly, 
a lot of people, obviously you don't want to be in that situation at all, but I'll take a team who, who can handle it and fight back when they're dealing with adversity. That, honestly, that, that's one of the best th- things I like to see because almost sooner or later, a team's going to have to go through it. And it's called, what, will your team be able to handle Will they be able to defeat the adversity, take, take it on? And USC, see, it has. Do I think they're a playoff team? No. But I, I think they're a really solid team. And we'll, we'll see what, what they can do in the future. Uh, Kenan Slovis was 30 of 47, had 344 yards and five touchdowns, but did have two interceptions. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, big day, 30 of 36 for 364 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, uh, Vave Malapai had 19 carries for 110 yards and a touchdown. Tyler Vaughn's eight receptions, 128 yards. Drake London, five receptions, 97 yards and two touchdowns. Amon Ross, eight Brown, 10 receptions, 73 yards and two touchdowns. Greg Dolick had eight receptions, 167 yards and a touchdown. Demetric Felton, five receptions, 47 yards and two touchdowns for UCLA. UCLA fumbled the ball one time and lost it. Uh, Talona Ufanga was the lean tackler for USC with 17 tackles and two tackles for loss. Lean tackler for Mo Osling, the third. For UCLA, he had thir- or 12 tackles in this game and a sack and tackle for loss. Uh, Quinton Lake and Stephon Blaylock, Blaylock ha- both had an interception. Uh, Talona Ufanga and Isaiah Pola Malo. Moa uh, both had a interception for USC. USC goes to five and zero. UCLA falls to three and three. Moving on, we have we have another Big Ten matchup. We have the Wisconsin Badgers taking on number sixteen Iowa. Wisconsin, they I'll just say one thing: their defense has been solid all year, but the offense needs to improve. In the first half, they were, they let up two field goals, and then the third quarter left 15 points, and the fourth left a touchdown. Graham Mertz, t- t- uh, he's not the same player that he was the first week. Week He was 20 of 38, had 169 yards and one interception. Wisconsin could not get a running game going at all. They need to get that offense going. Spencer Petras, 14 of 45. Or 14 of 25, not 45. That, that would have been bad. Uh, 211 yards and two touchdowns. Tyler Goodson, 11 carries for 106 yards and a touchdown. Amir Smith, Marzetti, seven receptions, 140 yards and two touchdowns. Iowa fumbled the ball twice, lost the ball one time. Wisconsin fumbled the ball twice, fumbled it one time. Time. Jack Sanborn, seven tackles for Wisconsin. Lane tackler for Iowa was Chauncey Go. Golston with nine tackles, a sack, and a tackle for loss. Jack Campbell had an interception. And Iowa goes 6-2. and two. Started off the season slow with two losses, but have won six straight. Moving on, we have another game in the West Coast. 
We had the San Diego State Aztecs taking on number 18 BYU. BYU won the game 28-14. to It was close in the first half, but BYU took over. Zach Wilson had a big day. He was 26 of 35, had 305 yard, or 303 yards and three touchdowns. Jordan Brookshire, Brookshire 21 of 31, 230 yards, one touchdown, one interception for San Diego State. Uh, Lopini Katoa with 14 carries for 90 yards. Dak Mil- Milne had eight receptions, 106 yards, and a touchdown. Isaac Rex, five receptions for 47 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Kajon Williams had 16 carries for 92 yards and a touchdown for San Diego State. Uh, BYU fumbled the ball one time and lost it. San Diego State fumbled the ball twice and lost one of them. Lost it once. Uh, Keenan Peely and Isaiah Kafusi were the leading tacklers for BYU with nine tackles. Leading tackler for San Diego State was Tyler Hawkins with six tackles. Uh, Drew Jensen had one interception. And BYU goes to 10 and 1, having their first uh, double digit win season since 2011, having a great year. San Diego State falls to 4 and 4. Moving on. We have a an- another Pac-12 matchup. We have the the Utah Utes traveling to Boulder to take on Colorado. Utah was one and two going into this game, not having the best season, but they somehow came in and pulled off an upset. They won the game thirty-eight to twenty-one to Colorado. Maybe it's just me, and I I haven't been following too much Colorado football, but I feel like Colorado always starts off the year hot. And then just falls apart in the end. Uh, that I don't know why, but that's and I could be wrong, but that's what it feels like. Let's see, Sam Noyer, he was sixteen of thirty four, had two hundred fifty eight yards and two touchdowns through one interception. Jake Bentley, twenty of thirty two, two hundred forty yards, two touchdowns, but to have an interception. Ty Jordan, big day, seventeen carries, one hundred forty seven yards and two touchdowns. Jarek Broussard. 14 carries for 80 yards. Brendan Rice was the lean receiver for Colorado, had one reception for 61 yards and one touchdown. Levante Chenault. Is that LaVisca Chenault's brother? I assume so because because, uh, he also went to Colorado. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, Brendan Covey had nine receptions for 76 yards and a touchdown. Utah fumbled the ball three times to not lose it. At all, Colorado from the ball twice and lost both of them. Ali Tack or Akil Jones was the lean tackler for Colorado with ten tackles and two tackles for loss. Lean tackler for Utah was Nephi Sewell with eleven tackles, a tackle for loss, and a pass deflection. Lean tackler, or I already said that. Uh, Makai Blackman had an interception for Colorado, and Nephi Sewell had an interception for Utah. Brendan Rice had a had a uh, punt return for a touchdown, and Utah goes to two and two, gets a big win, ruins Colorado's chances at a Pac-12 championship, and Colorado falls to four and one. And then our last game, we had a Big Twelve matchup. We had number twenty-two Oklahoma State traveling to Waco. Oklahoma State dominated this game, one forty-two to three. Chuba Hubbard and Tylen Wallace were not. At this game, they decided to opt out and prepare for the NFL. Fell. Spencer Sanders 
he was he had an okay day. He, he was twenty of thirty, had three hundred forty seven yards, three touchdowns, but did have two interceptions. Since Charlie Brewer, he was thirteen of twenty six, had sixty eight yards, yards, and I just saw something. He's entering the transfer portal, so we'll be we'll be interesting to see where he ends up. Demetrius Robinson, twenty three carries, one hundred sixty nine yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, Dylan Stoner, big day for him. Eight receptions, 247 yards, and three touchdowns for Oklahoma State. State. Uh, Malcolm Rodriguez was the lean tackler for Oklahoma State. Uh, Abram Smith had 13 tackles in this game. Jalen Petir had eight tackles, one-half sacks, one-half tackles for loss. Lean tackler. And then uh, Christian Morgan and Zeke Brown had an interception for Baylor. Baylor punted the ball 11 times in this game. Oklahoma State punted it three times. Oklahoma State goes to 7-3. and three. Solid year. Obviously, they wanted to win the Big 12 championship. Baylor falls to 2-7. and seven. They, They're going to need to regroup this offseason. If that's their last game, I, I have no idea. I'll, I'll have to double-check on that. Now we're going to uh, look at the AP poll. And just to let you know, this this does not mean anything at all. The AP poll, it, it doesn't determine who's in the playoffs. Playoffs or anything. Thing, but I still just want to look at it just for the fun. Fun we have until Tuesday. Until the college football playoff comes out rankings and it will be interesting to see where they put every team uh number one we have bama yeah there's no question about that number two notre dame they had a bye week number three ohio state they didn't play a game number four clemson they didn't have a game number five a&m didn't have a game as well cincinnati no game indiana no game iowa state no game Number nine, Coastal Carolina, they they won a close game. Ten, Georgia, they dominated. Eleven, Florida, we we know what happened. Oklahoma didn't have a game at twelve. Thirteen, USC, they they won a close game. Fourteen, BYU won a, won their game against San Diego State. Fifteen, Northwestern won their game, didn't move at all. Number 16, North Carolina, moved up four spots after upsetting Miami. 17, North Carolina, Louisiana, they didn't play, I, th- I think. 18, Iowa, they they beat Wisconsin. 19, Miami, they, they fall 10 spots. 20, Tulsa, they fall two spots. Texas moves up two spots. Liberty didn't play. Buffalo beat Akron. NC State did not play. San Jose State. They beat Nevada. So that's the AP rankings. It's not, not going to matter a whole lot, but still interesting to look at. Also, s- some breaking news. Uh, Ghost Malzone has just been fired from Auburn. He finished the year 6-4. and four. Pretty solid year in my opinion, but it, it's kind of hard to look at hard to say six and four that's it's been a crazy year and 
It's not the best team. He obviously got blown out against Bama and Georgia, which were the two games. It's hard. It's hard to say. Say with this decision to fire him because this is the way I look at it. I don't know if there's another coach better than him. There, there probably is. There might be. I just, I just can't think about it. But. I don't. I don't think they 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 can find somebody better. Could be wrong, but hard to say. So we'll have to see what happens with that. That's the third SEC team to fire a coach. Coach South Carolina did, but they picked up uh, Frank. Uh, Beamer's son, Sean Be- Shane Beamer's, is that is that is that right? Shane Beamer. Yeah, Shane Beamer. Yep, they picked him up. Vanderbilt's still looking for a coach. I saw something they were interviewing. Uh. Uh. Nevada Nevada's coach. Yeah. So. Uh. Will be interesting to see what what goes on with Auburn. So, uh, uh, what was I gonna say? Say, oh, okay. Uh, so let's let's preview uh, next week's games. Games. Uh. I'm gonna look more at the championship games, games. If I see a a good matchup, I th- I believe the SEC is the only conference next week that's having games besides the championship game. But I could be wrong. Let's see, Pac-12 championship. We have Washington versus USC. Did they play each other earlier? Uh, no, they did not. Or so. So that that's gonna that could be a good game. Next, we got Ohio State or North Northwestern taking on Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. Ohio State's already a twenty point favorite, and I'd probably take Ohio State too. But you never know. Uh, we we in the Big Twelve Championship, we got Oklahoma versus Iowa State. That could be a very good game, Oklahoma. I. When they played earlier, Iowa State won the game, I think, 23-20. But Oklahoma has improved as a program since. Same thing with Iowa State. They've been playing a lot better. So they, that that could be exci- That should be an exciting game. Next, we got a little underrated matchup, but should should be getting a little bit more attention. Probably won't be since none of these teams will go to the playoffs, but it could determine who goes to a power to a to a New Year's Six Bowl. We have Louisiana taking on Coastal Carolina in the Sun Belt Championship. Uh, Coastal Carolina beat them earlier 19-16, I think, or 20-17. I, I can't remember. Something like that. 
I know they beat them by a field goal. So we'll we'll see. That should that will be a good game. Uh, ACC championship. That's where game day is going. Going Notre Dame versus Clemson. Clemson has to win to go to the playoff. Notre Dame, I think, as long as they keep it close, I think they can make it no matter what, in my opinion. We'll, we'll have to see. See, it, 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 it depends how everything else plays out. We got Alabama versus Florida. Florida's going to need to play a lot better on offense next week. Defense, they they haven't had that many games where their defense have been has been playing really good. So, and Alabama's offense is almost unstoppable. So they're gonna have to play defense, and their defense has been improving a lot too. So, had a little slow start, but improved a lot. So, uh, we got Tulsa versus Cincinnati. Natty, uh, that that this is the third time the game was supposed to be played. It was supposed to be played last week, but they decided to postpone it because they didn't feel like there was a, a point of them playing it twice. And we'll see what happens there. And then the other game we have Oregon and Colorado. But that, oh, that's in, well, that's in top twenty-five. Uh, I'll talk about the other games too. MAC championship, Ball State versus Buffalo. Conference USA championship, it's not decided yet. I don't know why. I'm gonna have to. I'll have to find that out. Indiana Purdue. Oh, okay. So, okay. Big Ten and ACC, and SC. Okay. 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 Everybody's playing other games as well. I thought the SEC was, but other teams are as well. Okay. Uh, let me see any other good, maybe not championship matchups. Uh, um, not real, not really. Okay. So, so, yeah, that's a little preview of all the matchups next week. I wanted to uh, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Really appreciate the support. I'm going to be back on Wednesday with my uh, college football predictions for this week, championship weekend. And then also going to predict some other games since since uh, I believe the Big Ten, SEC, and the Pac-12 are playing extra games, or not necessarily extra games, but makeup games. So, so maybe we'll predict some of those. Those will predict. I already know I'm gonna predict all the uh, conference championship games. But yeah, we'll go from there. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to be posting my NFL recap, and yeah. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Stay safe and hail state and go Bills.